Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Leader Manager Coach podcast. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another programme. Now in today's programme I'm going to talk about an interview, an interview that was shared on the internet. Um, When I first saw it, I saw it on Training Ground Guru, which is a great football website. Um, it was, I believe that, uh, the interview was, um, was done at a soccer X convention and, um, it's, it's Eddie Jones, the England rugby union coach who talks eloquently about his life in coaching and the things he's learned. And it was absolutely chock-a-block full of such wisdom and such experience from an absolutely elite level sporting coach that I couldn't resist picking the bones out of it. Now, on Training Ground Guru, there is um, a great write-up about this and I make no, make no bones about it that um, they, they've really produced a great, a great piece of work there, but it needs sharing. So the credit goes to them and I take a look at it on, on their website. But I just want to take a deeper dive into some of the points that Eddie Jones came up with because he talked about his relationship with Pep Guardiola and he talked about many things that I really think need need sharing and, and, and are really worth discussing. So here we go. The first thing he talked about when he, when he began the interview was his love of coaching. And he talked about a situation where in his life where he had the opportunity to go and become a full-time coach or, continu- or to continue as an educator. And he makes a joke about it that uh, the, the person who was advising him said, I'll go and be the coach. And um, the joke is that he, he wasn't so, so good at the education side. I'm sure that's not the case. I'm sure the case is that he was actually passionate about coaching, but that's what he did. And I think the lesson in, the, in there, which comes across in, in so many people, from so many people who we talk to and so many people who we, we take our, take our, our examples from is that you have to follow your passion. If you want to be successful in life and successful means being happy in what you do, then you have to follow your passion. So you have to know yourself and you have to know what it is that makes you tick and makes you get up in the morning. And that's what Eddie Jones does. And it's so obvious, really, when you think about that you've got to put 30, 40 or 50 years of your life into something to become the best, then you're going to have to love it at some deep level. And again, the next thing he went on to talk about was great coaches and people who go on to become great leaders as coaches. And he talked about learning from failure, where people who often reach the top in their sport as the technical experts, the great players, whether that's football or rugby, often do not go on themselves to become the great coaches. The ones who go on to become the great coaches are the ones who didn't actually do that in their career. 
So at some point, on some level, you could say that they failed. Now, whether you call it failure or not is not the issue. The issue is that these people didn't achieve what it is that a lot of people do. So they use their coaching as their vehicle to become successful. And it's having that drive and it's that depth of desire that real that gives you that relentlessness that comes from not having achieved it, it as a player, if you like. So that's what Eddie talks about. And he he talks about how, how driven he, he has been and is. And, you know, he talks about how he didn't, he wasn't an elite player. He was a good player, but he wasn't an elite player. And that's the example. And it's so true in football as well. And having, he talks about beautifully, he talks beautifully about taking the responsibility of failure. And only when you take the responsibility and you channel that and say, do you know what? That was me. I can do something about that. And then you're on this path towards being able to change. Because if you just blame everybody in your circumstances, then nothing is really going to change because the, the answers are lie, lie within you, not outside of yourself. The next thing he talks about, and, and it's almost every point that he came to kind of lit something up within me. And if you're a coach, I, I hope you can resonate with this. He talked about his dream or his ambition, which is out of reach, is coaching what he called the perfect game. And I can imagine Pep Guardiola lying there at night time in his bed thinking about the perfect game, as many coaches do. And, you know, I certainly can relate to that in terms of when I've got a team to prepare and I'm thinking about something that's upcoming or the next session. How can I get this session to be as near as perfect or as near to the way I want it to be as possible? So that's that's coaching the perfect game. And he talks about that and he said, look, it probably will never happen. He said, but maybe... Maybe, maybe, maybe in my lifetime I will get to a situation where from minute zero to minute 80, the team I'm coaching control the game. Not sure what the the team, the the score will be, but if we control the game in the way I want it to be, that will be the perfect game. And that is what I'm after. And then he moved on to talk about a a period in his own life where things weren't going well. And he was coaching And he lost some confidence as a coach. And, you know, how amazing to hear that somebody of his elite level loses confidence. And he'd lost his confidence, he says, and he was coaching, still coaching at an elite level. But he thought, I need to do something that that gets me some results. And he started following trends and he started doing what everybody else was doing. And he said it was the biggest disaster that could have ever come across him. And he, he just said it was absolutely garbage. So he went back to being himself. And when he went back to being himself, his life took a turn for the better. And the lesson in there is obviously, you know, if you decide to follow somebody else, you will just be a good replica of them. And the chances of you being as successful as you could be are virtually nil because there's only one of you. There's only one of somebody else. So do not be a second-rate replica of somebody else. It's not worth it. It doesn't work. And it's not where happiness is. Happiness is being yourself, standing out from the crowd, using your own personality, your own strengths, 
complementing those with, with other people, but being yourself. And that's what Eddie Jones, I think, is really saying. The next thing he talked about was the challenge as a coach, particularly in this 21st century, particularly dealing with elite players who become successful in their careers. They become esteemed, they become renowned, they become famous, and they become financially stable. And they have all the trappings and all the allegiances and their egos can often get in the way. Really difficult for them not to. How? on earth in that situation do you then consistently and regularly get those players as a coach get them out of those comfort zones so that they can consistently push themselves to improve and move on not easy when somebody is a multi-millionaire not easy when somebody's got the cars the houses the wealth they've got sponsorships and they've got so much else going on in their lives but that is the one of the key attributes of a coach and that is what he points out is going to be something that is not going to go away. How do you consistently get somebody out of their comfort zone? It's a challenge and that's where the skill of a great coach lies or one of the skills of a great coach lies. The next thing, I've just done a podcast about this because I've read a book called The Captain Class by Sam Walker, which so impressed me that I wanted to share all about it. So we've done that. And and amazingly enough, what Eddie Jones said next was, you have to find the right captain. It was like music to my ears. I thought, wow. He talked about the England captain, Hartley, and how he got criticised for appointing him and why there were many things that weren't right about him and the media say this and the media say that and he's not a media darling, etc, etc. And he stuck by him and he talked in detail at this point and it's such a great, a great point. He talked about a tipping point whereby there were now three, four or five individuals within the England squad, the England rugby squad, who had followed and taken on the mantle of leadership which had been facilitated by Jones appointing Hartley and these, these players, along with Hartley, were the, 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 the bedrock, if you like, or, or the key foundational people in the group as leaders. And he talked about this tipping point whereby if you get enough of those people, then you, ha- you really do have something that's almost unbeatable. And that reminds me of a conversation I had with somebody who was involved in the, uh, the Everton football team in the 1980s when they won the won the um, the top division in England and the manager was Howard Kendall and I think I may have mentioned this before that you know the story is that at half time he would delay going into the dressing room to the players for five or ten minutes because he, he knew that the players themselves would sort it out because he he had enough leaders in that dressing room that they would sort it out themselves anyway so they did almost didn't need him and that is when you really know that you've got something that's worthwhile. When you've got that leadership at that level that's spread out, that emanates from that one key person initially that you may have appointed. And uh, that's what Eddie Jones talks about. And it's a, it's a great point for us coaches, that one. The next one is equally as good. He talks about, and you will recognize this, you get this in all walks of life all walks of life. 
It's all about respect, not about friendship. And this is a difficult one. It's certainly been a challenge for me. When you are somebody who spends time with people over a long period of time, you get to know them, you, you, you develop friendships. And he talks about developing respect, but not necessarily friendships. Because with respect, you can have a cold, calculated decision-making process, objective with the facts, and not be messed up emotionally by the fact that you know somebody and you're close to somebody and you may have to have a difficult conversation with somebody that you don't want to have. If you've got to leave somebody out of a team and you've got to let them go, you've got to make some decisions that are better for the organization, it's not easy to do and it messes you up emotionally if you, you're too close to that person. So he talks about developing respectful relationships, not necessarily friendships. Now, I'm not saying it's right or wrong either way. I think there's there's a there's a gray area. And, um, you know, I, I think that there's some coaches would say that they have very deep friendships with their players. Maybe that's right. Maybe it's wrong. I don't know. I'm not making any comment on that. But I could certainly understand what Eddie Jones is talking about. And um, it's a real, real valid point in business, in life, in, in certainly in, in sport. You know, respect in terms of relationships, not necessarily friendship. The next thing he talks about is how life's moved on and how education's moved on and how the days of a, a 20 to 30 minute monologue where a coach stands in front of a group of players talking and talking and talking and everybody listens and takes it on board and goes and attempts to put into play what the coach has said. Those days, according to Eddie Jones, are gone. I couldn't agree more with him. I think that people switch off anyway after a very, very short period of time. I think attention spans are now less than they were due to the technology that people use, especially with young people. And he talks about the fact that no meetings last for more than 15 minutes. Everybody's involved. The floor is open. Yes, it might be facilitated. Yes, there might be guidelines and rules. And yes, somebody might make a final decision. But these are places where people can air their views. They can battle. They can disagree. They can be assertive. And there are no more than three points that people need to take on board. And people walk away knowing that they've had a voice, knowing that they shared in the decision-making process. And they go away with absolute clarity about the three, maximum three points, the three key issues that need to be discussed or needed to be conveyed. No longer do we have long rambling monologues from the great leader. It doesn't happen anymore. People are engaged and people expect that because people learn in different ways. Right or wrong, again, not commenting on that, just saying that that's what Eddie Jones thinks is the way forward and, and is already happening. And um, I couldn't actually agree more as well. Next thing he says, he learned from Pep Guardiola about intensity. And um, he, he, he said, it's not so much about the detail of intensity that I want to highlight. It's the fact that he's prepared. This is the England rugby union coach who was prepared to go out and learn from other sports with an open mind and go and speak to and listen and watch and take notes from another sport. That's humility. That's being a student. That's somebody who wants to get to the top or, and obviously somebody who is now 
already at the top. But that's the attitude of somebody who believes that learning never stops. And I, I do honestly believe that all sports can learn from other sports. We get into our niche, we get comfortable, we think this is the way to do it. We have a fear of failure, we have a fear of stepping out and doing things differently. And, and I think we can certainly learn from the way that other sports do things, whether that's basketball or it's cricket or it's rugby or, or it's tennis or, or even games. You know, Guardiola's famous for talking about his relationship with famous um, Gary Kasparov, I think it was, the chess player. And Eddie Jones talks about his relationship with Guardiola and, and how they discussed the way that the ball is passed back in rugby and how that, re how that related to Johan Cruyff's philosophy of when you pass the ball back, then the person who receives the ball behind the player has a bigger vista, has a greater view of the pitch and can therefore do things differently than the person who passed the ball back in a more forward position and how all these things impacted his thought process. So again, it's that humility of, of being happy to go out and ask questions. And he says when he came away from his experience with Guardiola, that he was a little bit embarrassed because of the way that Guardiola coached and he took a massive lesson from that. And if he hadn't done it, he hadn't pre been prepared to do that, then, you know, where would he actually be? Perhaps it's a question that's, uh, you know, we can't really answer, but maybe he wouldn't be where he is now. He talks about the importance of being open to these new ideas. And he talks in detail about tactical periodization and creating space and, 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 and more technical things. But for me, it comes from that idea of being a student and being prepared to learn. The next thing he talks about is, well, you know, the athletes of today, no matter what sport, and obviously is in rugby union and, and whether it's football or, or whatever it is, the athletes of today and the competitors today and the people who form these elite teams are year on year getting stronger and faster and better. And he talks about rugby particularly being a power repeat sport where acceleration is absolutely vital. And the question of how to improve and get those incremental improvements in acceleration, how can we do that so that our athletes get faster on a year by year basis? No easy question to answer and no mean feat at all to achieve. And how can we do that so that these people can do that, can compete at this level, at this real high level with these absolutely phenomenal accelerations, but they can not only do it, but they can repeat it again and again and again because power has a time element. It's not something you do once. You have to be able to do it again and again and again. And then at the end of that particular episode, whether it's a game or a training session, the duration's finished, you have to recover. And then you have to be able to do it again. And you have to do that over a season, particularly in rugby and football, where the seasons are long and arduous, particularly in cold weathers, um, where, you know, people don't always feel like they're at the game and uh, or on the game and he talks about that how another great facet of a coach is not just creating a great team it's dealing with the psychology and it's talk he talks eloquently about people have days where they just don't feel right 
and your job as a coach is to get those players to perform and help those players to perform and teach them how to perform and facilitate a performance on the days that they don't feel right. It might be what he calls a B, instead of being an A day where they feel like they're, they're an A, they might feel like they're a B. Well, how do you get them to do an A game when they're feeling B? How do you get them to get a B game when they're feeling like they're a C? That is where the skill of a coach lies in addition to many, many other things that Jones talks about. So as well as that physical improvement that he's talking about in terms of this power repeat, power repeat, power repeat phenomenon, he's he talks really strongly about how tactical coaches are ten a penny, you know, and the un understanding the tactical side of the game. That's not difficult. It takes work, it takes study, but you know, his 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 thought process, and again, I couldn't agree more with it with anybody, is that the, the psychological side of the game of sport is is ultimately where some of the major gains are going to come from in terms of how do you inspire people, how do you motivate people, how do you get them to improve and get those incremental gains. He talks about um, removing limitations, which is obviously linked strongly to this psychology. What can you do and what little techniques can you use and, and, and strategies can you use to remove those limitations? So the, the four-minute mile that in 1951 was considered impossible that the human being would combust or blow apart. And now many, many people every year do the four-minute mile. And now we've just had somebody who's run a less a sub-two-hour marathon. You know, we just do not know what the limitations are. And the only limitations are psychological or mental ones because it's proven time and time and time again if you can take those mental limitations away, the physical performance goes up. And that is one of the key things that, that Jones talks about. And the last thing, really, that that I kind of want to talk about on the podcast, because there's, there's actually so much, so much in it, was how how he how he talked about the versatility of, of, of players and how restrictive sometimes rugby can be. And when he was asked about how the game will evolve, he talked about he thinks that people now have to be much more versatile. So the days of being named or pigeonholed as a certain type of player and having this attribute and that attribute, yes, it's important. Yes, it will probably get you a game, may even get you a career and a cap. But if we're talking about the elite of the elite, and being the very best, we have to look at the versatility of players and be able to do different things in different positions at different times and maybe even have to evolve. I mean, if we look at Ryan Giggs, Manchester United and Wales in terms of football, you know, went from being a, a winger and in the latter stages of career of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of games, please excuse me, I can't remember the exact number, but went on to be a midfield player. And, uh, you know, uh, wow, uh, what a midfield player he was as well. But that, that kind of versatility. And uh, I think that versatility also comes into, into being a coach as well. You know, you, if you're a one-trick pony who, who relies on one way of, of, of getting your team sorted out, you ultimately will run your race and you'll get found out. If you need 
to have a longevity in the game or you want to have a longevity in the game and you want it to grow and evolve, you know, and you could talk about Mourinho who's been through through different clubs and, and Guardiola who's obviously had success at Barcelona and then success at Bayern Munich and now success at Manchester City. There's somebody who's evolved and that's versatility because probably the strategies he used at Barcelona, he's now evolved and is doing things differently. Maybe not completely differently, but, but has learned to evolve and, and be versatile. So those were the key, the key standout things that, that were highlighted from Eddie Jones and from somebody who is at the elite level, who is at the top of the top in terms of his sport and in terms of a coach. And, and he was so humble and so genuine and talked with such a, such a, a powerful passion about what he does. And if you, if you see him interviewed, he's strong, he's good with his words, and you can tell that he means what he says. And it's, it, he's not just saying things for the media. He's a, he's a real, what I'd call a real person. And, you know, we've talked about him, that in previous podcasts where being the real you is absolutely a key foundational fundamental to being that kind of person. Because if you're not acting in the way that's in alignment with who you are, then people will see through it and you will not get to be the respected person that probably you could be if you were, if you really took the time to find out what it is that your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and, and what it is that really floats your boat. So I hope you've got something out of that. And uh, I'll look forward to sharing a few, a few uh, key takeaways on a, on a, on a, on a summary video pick two or three things out and we'll share them on a video but um i hope you've got something out of that it's eddie jones have a look on training ground guru um i'm sure it'll be on youtube somewhere but fill your boots and um as i always say enjoy and profit if you want to comment on it let me know what you think www.robrow.co.uk or uh, catch me on linkedin or twitter all right great to chat catch you later bye bye